Hey everyone, it's King Kyrie here, and in this particular episode, I want to talk about dogs. Um, more specifically, caring for an animal. And it's one of those things that during the pandemic, people went out and they, you know, got animals to deal with, you know, isolation and they wanted someone or something to fill that uh, need for physical and social contact. And for me, I was advised to get an animal, an emotional support animal by my therapist. And he said, it's not a task that you can undergo lightly. And so you have to prepare yourself you know, mentally, financially for this animal because it's technically a life that you're taking in your hands. Um, Most people, from my perspective, understand this. However, there are still quite a few that do not. For an example, um, after the, the pandemic in the United States sort of broke and people started going back to work, there was a huge influx, people, of animals being neglected and dropped off at shelters and people surrendering them. And they were kind of used as tools. I get that you have to have, you know, an emotional connection and you want an emotional connection and you don't want to feel isolated and alone. But when you start going back to work that you should have known that you weren't able to take care of this animal that you didn't want to leave it at home alone or that it it just wasn't something that you wanted long term these animals they exist for years it's not a a short-term commitment or at least it shouldn't be and there are a lot of people that sort of gave up that relationship they gave up on it because it was inconvenient for them and that to me is sad my particular dog he was a pseudo rescue so his mother was six years old and from what i was told six years old for a mother is actually old and then he was one of 13 so the story that i was given I didn't verify if it was true or not. It seemed true, but the story that I was given was that she was a herding dog. She was a uh, like a cattle dog on a farm, and a neighbor's dog got in. Neither one of them were fixed. They did what dogs do, and they found out that she was pregnant. And so when it was time for uh, her to give birth, um, she is a great Pyrenees and she decided that she didn't really want to take care of 13 puppies and so she neglected them the owner told me because I found her on Craigslist the owner told me and told pretty much everyone looking that she just wanted $400 for rehoming the animals because uh, she said that she was taking care of them her and her husband and her daughters were taking care of them and feeding them by hand and she uh, said that her dog stopped, you know, letting them uh, nurse at a very young age. And she and the family were all doing it themselves. So she told me, even though it's only 400 bucks for these animals, uh, she's giving me all this stuff. She got the first rounds of uh, vaccinations for them. And so I looked into it and I was like, it's a fair price, especially for the breed. And so I ended up getting uh, my dog, his name is Tygon. And she told me straight up, I was like, if you can't 
take care of this dog. I don't want you taking it. And I told her, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I've been with him ever since. So, um, you're technically not supposed to, I guess, separate puppies from their mother until I think the five to uh, six week mark. But she said that she stopped feeding them at three weeks and they were all doing it themselves. So she gave me instructions on how to feed him, what to feed him. It was uh, like a formula type stuff. And I literally had to sort of nurse him. He wasn't on hard food. Uh, he kind of ate hard food, but he didn't like it. it. It was it was too rough for him. But I, I got him a bottle. I got him the formula and I was feeding him that way. And that's how we started our relationship. It was very uh, rocky at the beginning because she told me uh, when I got to the litter, I told her I wanted a boy because I didn't want to deal with, you know, a a female dog and a female dog's issues. I I couldn't be bothered with having to get her fixed and then worried about, you know, if she's getting pregnant or not. Uh, Because with a large breed dog, you have to wait a certain amount of time in order for their uh, bones to develop and things like that correctly. And so I was like, you know what, I'll just take a male. And when I got to the uh, litter, she told me when I was picking out the dogs that Tygon was very antisocial. He was one of the runts because he refused to be bothered by his siblings and he really wasn't that attached to his mother uh and so she said that he was very very um antisocial. and when i first got him he didn't like me i i will say that he wouldn't didn't like me at all and so i picked him up one time And I remember setting him on the couch on my chest and I was like, just, you know, scratching his ears and everything. And he bit the hell out of me. And I'm like, dude, I'm the one who feeds you and you hate me. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and stop trying to force this relationship and let him decide when he's ready to sort of be my friend. And so that's how it sort of continued. And it slowly developed now me and him of course are the best of friends i'm like his you know adopted father he's like my adopted son and i love him to death but you fast forward he's now two years old you have people that i'm not going to say they don't know how to take care of dogs um there are a lot of people that just haven't taken the time to investigate uh dog behavior and so for me i didn't take this task lightly when i talked to my therapist and i talked to uh, the owner who was uh surrendering um tygon and his siblings to other people um they were trying to make sure that this was a decision that i could live with that i wanted to live with and i was on board tygon is my first actual dog that i've gotten as an adult and I would do anything for him. It's one of those things where I make sure that he's okay at all costs because like I said, he is like my child. And so I've looked up a lot of things, you know, about behavior since he was antisocial. I started socializing him at a very young age because he's also mixed with Anatolian Shepherd and Anatolian Shepherds, if they aren't socialized 
properly can be very animal aggressive. And so I was trying to make sure that didn't happen because I couldn't have a uh, male aggressive dog. Just a recipe for disaster. So when he was finally old enough to go to a dog park, I started taking him. And it's at these particular areas that you can tell owners that thoroughly care for their animals and owners that don't. I have been witness to owners who you can just tell are great with their animals, they know what they're doing, and they are there to make sure their animals are well-trained and well-behaved, and vice versa. On the flip side of that, owners that just want a dog just to have a dog. And there's so many different things that can come from that. If you want a dog just to have a dog, but you don't really want the responsibility I'm not trying to be rude, but you shouldn't be taking them to a dog park. Because if you don't care what your dog does, what happens to your dog, or what your dog does to other people and or their animals, that's that's not okay to be taking them to a public place. Uh, me, personally, I've been bitten by other people's dogs at dog parks uh, several times, uh, breaking up fights between my dog and their dog, or m- one of my friend's dogs and their dog, and these people don't even ask if you're okay. Like, there was one instance where, um, there were, there were three particular dogs that had issues with Tygon. Tygon at the moment is not, um, unneutered. He's not fixed because like I said, he is a large breed. He is a runt. The vet told me they recommend waiting till after the two year mark, which this past July was his two year birthday. So I'll be getting him fixed soon. But they said, uh, because of his growth, because of the fact that he was a runt, uh, keep him unneutered until the two year mark to make sure his bones and everything develop correctly. Because on a side note, let me, you know, segue into a little tangent. Um, His back legs, he doesn't run, I'm not gonna say he doesn't run properly, but uh, Anatolian Shepherds and Great Pyrenees um, both have a, a history of hip dysplasia. Most large breeds do. And so when he runs, he runs very awkwardly. Like, I, I can look at other dogs and see how they run versus the way he runs, and his back legs, they, they appear very stiff. And at a very young age of only two years old, uh, I can, I'm not wishing this on him, but I can tell that he might end up with uh, hip dysplasia in his um, older age. And so, that aside, um, he's not uh, neutered, and as a result, anyone who knows, um, when you get an unneutered male in the mix with another unneutered male, uh, it can cause problems. And so when he was a, a young puppy, there was a German Shepherd, his name was uh, Joaquin, and this is when I lived in Indiana. His owner was aware that he was a lot to handle. Uh, so much so that he did not actually listen to her. When the dog doesn't respect you, it's not a good idea to bring them to a a public dog park. And so if the dog is very territorial about, uh, you know, balls that don't even belong to him. So you have tennis balls that the park provides. And if another owner throws a, a ball for their dog to go and catch, but your dog intervenes and snaps at the other dog for trying to catch a ball that their owner threw, that's a problem. 
even worse is when you have this dog running around and he smells an unneutered male and without provocation will attack this male. So before Tygon was um, like seven or eight months, I don't think this dog saw him as a sexual threat. But as Tygon got bigger, because um, he's a tall dog, he, he's not heavy as far as, you know, weight. He's very lean, but he's a tall dog. And I think this German Shepherd saw him as a threat. And every time he, we went to the dog park, we were fine, but when this particular German Shepherd showed up, Tygon got very fearful and he would come straight to me and it's like, okay, you know, we need to probably leave soon, but we can't exit while this dog is entering. So I pull him over and we're over against the fence and this has happened several times and the owner sees me and she knows and she rolls her eyes and I'm like, you can't be upset with me because your dog is going to attack mine. And so instead of keeping the dog on the leash or taking him to the small dog area first, so giving us time to leave, she just comes straight in and I, I have Tygon. I don't put him on his leash because if I put him on his leash, this is a, a tip for you all. If you have a dog uh, that is afraid of another dog, specifically don't put him on a leash because that sort of makes them feel trapped. It ups their anxiety and they will more than likely uh, attack not just the dog they're afraid of, but other dogs that get too close. So I didn't have him on his leash, but I had him close to me and he stood or stayed close knowing that this other dog was coming in. And so this other dog comes in, he's sniffing around and the moment he catches Tygon's scent, he looks up and just looks for us. And sure enough, he comes over and I'm, and I, I, I'm talking to him. I'm like, yo, Joaquin, calm down, back up. And I'm like, Tygon, you know, let's go. And Tygon's uh, whimpering and he's got his tail between his legs. And I'm like, Tygon, come on. And Joaquin gets closer and Tygon doing what dogs do lays on his back and submits. But this dog doesn't care. He, he goes and he uh, attacks my dog. And so I get him by the uh, collar and I pull him off and Tygon goes running towards the gate and this dog scratches and bites me and I'm like dude so I let him go because I'm not sure if y'all have ever been bitten by a German Shepherd it doesn't feel good and so I let him go and he takes off right after my dog towards the fence and so Tygon's running around and you have the lady who's sort of walking towards us yelling her dog's name and he completely disregards her he doesn't respect her and as a result he runs all over her she doesn't have control of her dog and she from my understanding never really did uh since I'd left like literally um it was like two or three days before I was moving from Indiana to Texas and she brought him in three days before it was time for us to go and again he attacked us and my dog and she never had control over him and when she finally left because I was like you know what this is our last time here there are a lot of uh people that I want to see there are a lot of dogs that uh, I want Tygon to see before we go. And so they knew I was leaving. They brought their dogs. And when that happened, I was like, hey, we're going to be leaving and not coming back here pretty soon. Can you just leave? And she was upset and she was, you know, grumbling, talking shit under her mouth, or under her breath. But she ended up taking her dog and they ended up leaving. And I'm like, 
what is all this about? Someone came up to me and was like, that dog attacks anyone and everyone, doesn't listen to her, doesn't do anything. I'm like, I understand that. He, she, that dog's been attacking us for ever since Tygon was seven months old. I don't understand why they would bring a dog or why anyone would bring a dog knowing that they are out of control. And so I, I thought that this was a one-off. Fast forward, moving down here to Houston, um, I go to a dog park that's around the corner and there are certain breeds in America that are straight up banned and then there are certain breeds that are only acceptable in certain states. There's uh, an owner who has an Argentinian Dogo and... I'm not saying anything against the breed because I don't believe that any breed is problematic on its own. It all depends on how the dogs are raised and in what type of environment. But Argentinian Dogos have an owner's beware about them because they have a very protective and a very aggressive... um, I'm not going to say aggressive. They're very protective. And as a result, they lash out. They, they attack first and ask questions later. And these are dogs that they use in underground fighting in South America because of how vicious they are. Think of a pit bull and a cane corso mixed together, leaner and meaner. That's what an Argentinian Dogo is. If you have the opportunity to look up one of these uh, particular dogs, they're beautiful. They're typically all white uh, with like a pinkish underbelly. Um, They are extremely beautiful animals, but they are extremely aggressive, especially the females. Fortunately for me, this one was a male, But unfortunately, he wasn't trained very well. And even worse, you have an owner that didn't understand how to control him. So my dog, Tygon, got over his antisocial phase and he's walking around the dog park. I didn't know this dog was here. This was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know this dog was here. Had I known, I probably wouldn't have went in. But neither here nor there. He's walking around. He's going up to all the dogs. He's going up to all the people. He likes meeting new people. He likes sniffing around. He's a very curious dog. Well, he goes up and he's sniffing and he's there's these kids running around and he's very good with kids. He starts uh, sniffing them and they start petting him and this dog comes around and just starts growling at him. And Tygon having grown up, he's a lot older, no longer takes nonsense. And so I'm over here and I'm telling him, Tygon, leave it. Come on, let's walk away. Let's go. And so Tygon starts walking away, but he will walk away sideways where he will always keep his eye on the other dog. If the other dog pursues, then it's over. He he, going to stand his ground. He's going to fight. And unfortunately, this Argentinian Dogo was that was that dog and so he gets into it with this dog in front of these kids in front of the owner and i run over there and i grab tygon and so usually when i grab tygon and i get in between the other dog the other dog stops this dog did not this dog was trying it's his best to get to me to get i'm not sorry to get around me and to get to tygon and i was pretty much doing a fucking salsa dance twirling around with him 
trying to get the other dog to go away. And I'm like, hey, you've got to get your dog talking to the other guy. And he was afraid. He was afraid to grab his dog. That is a problem. You can't own a dog and be afraid to go and get him whenever he starts acting crazy or when she starts acting crazy. And to make matters worse, this Argentinian dogo wasn't uh, unneutered either. He wa- he wasn't fixed. And so you have two uh, unneutered males in the same proximity. And for me, what I have seen out of my dog, because there are times when he has been the aggressor. And whenever that happens, I pull him aside and I put him on leash timeout. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. But this particular guy, he took him and he's like, okay, calm down. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And I I walk away. I put Tiger on his leash. I inspect him. He's bleeding a little bit on his cheek, but it's nothing too serious. Um, I end up, you know, telling the guys like, hey, um, is your dog all right? Because mine's bleeding a little bit. He's like, oh, no, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go over here. And that was sort of the end of it. It really uh, bothered me, though, that he took his dog back off the leash after we walked away. And I'm like, that's not okay. My dog's still on his leash. My dog still has his hair raised. These two dogs are not okay to be off leash right now. Because I know when Tygon's like that, any dog that approaches, he's going to growl immediately because he feels agitated. And so I start walking towards the exit and I start and I sit down by the bench right there and I'm like, okay, do you want to go? Do you want to stay? Of course, he's not going to respond. I'm not actually having a real conversation. I'm gauging his reaction and I'm gauging the situation and trying to figure out if we need to leave. And so he calms down. I let him off the leash, but the dog park is large enough that we can stay away from this animal. Cool. Fast forward to yesterday, this guy comes in with his dog, and he knows, I think now, that his dog is not okay around other dogs because he kept him on his leash for the most part the entire time. And when I saw this guy come in with that dog, I was like, nope. I put my dog on on his leash and people are like, what's wrong? What are you doing that for? And I'm like, I'll tell you in a minute. And as soon as the guy got far enough away, I was walking and I made sure that we were on the northernmost fence walking along back and forth. And I know Tygon really wanted to go and he wanted to play, but I wasn't going to risk it. Someone I was walking with was like, okay, dude, so what's going on? And I was like, have you ever seen that breed before, that white dog that that guy has? He was like, no, was that a King Corso? I was like, no, that's an Argentinian Dogo. And the moment I said that, that guy's like, oh, shit. And uh, another guy overheard was like, wait, where? I'm like, it's over there. He's like, oh, no, 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 we got to go. Like, he literally had a German Shepherd and a German Shepherd uh, lab mix. And he was like, I don't trust those dogs. And I'm like you should be you you might be fine just make sure your dog stay away well his german shepherd is a young german shepherd who is unneutered and he got too close to the argentinian dogo and the dog snapped at him he's like nope 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 and he called his dog over he's like thanks for letting me know and he got he took his dogs and he left he was like nope i'm not going to do that because dog owners who know about argentinian dogos know that you just know and so I was like that dog is going to attack another dog watch give it five minutes and sure enough I was walking my dog 
And all we heard were screams and people, you know, shouting. And I turned and I look, and that guy finally let his dog off leash. And there was another unneutered male. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Over here burping. There was another unneutered male walking around that this dog attacked. And the owner was afraid again to grab his dog. And so you have the other owner of the other dog that was uh, fighting because it, it, it wasn't one of those side uh, one one sided where the dog was running away. No, it was like an actual dog fight. And you had the uh, uh, other owner go to grab his dog, but the do- owner of the Argentinian Dogo again was afraid. So he instead of grabbing his dog by the collar, which you should have done, he grabs him by his hind leg. Well. Just because you grab your dog by the hind leg doesn't mean it's going to, he's going to stop. So the dog literally has three legs and he's trying to lunge at this other dog. And you're going to literally dislocate your dog's leg because you're afraid to grab him by the collar. If it is to that point that you are afraid of your own animal, you need to surrender him to someone else. That Argentinian Dogo is not at fault it's the owner's fault. You want to socialize a dog, you've got to socialize him as soon as possible. The moment he starts showing aggression to any animal that gets too close, because it wasn't just male dogs. Male dogs made it worse, but there were female dogs as well that got too close and he growled and snapped at them. There were very few dogs that this particular animal wasn't bothered by. And with uh, on a Saturday afternoon when the sun's going down in uh, Houston and there's 40 to 50 dogs roaming around you can't you can't have say, tell everyone to make sure their dogs give your dog about 10 to 15 feet like that's it's not practical especially when there's a water area that they all go and they swim in and so this particular dog needs a new owner and someone who can take care of him. I'm never going to tell somebody, you know, about that to their face. But it's one of those obvious things where I get that you may love your animal. But sometimes the best thing to do is to let him go. Like if I ever felt that I cannot be the best home for Tygon, even though I'm his only owner and I've had him since he was five and a half weeks old, I would surrender him if I knew that he would have a better life with someone else. The problem with an Argentinian Dogo is that if you were to surrender him to a vet and not to another person, they would most likely put him down. And that's something that I detest because if you know you have a dog that is on the uh, owner's beware list, the moment you surrender them to a shelter, their likelihood of them being, especially if they're aggressive, the likelihood of them being put down is extremely high. So there's a lot that goes into getting a dog, getting an animal, and people aren't thinking about this. It's not one of those things where you can just do it on a whim. You have to make sure you are available emotionally for this animal and emotionally for yourself. If you get a dog breed that is difficult to train, Huskies are not first-time owner dogs. My dog, Anatolian Shepherd Great Pyrenees, aren't first-time dogs. I had to have help 
learning how to train him. You take him to training classes, you get trainers to assist you, you have people tell you what to do, what not to do, you look stuff up, you redo your research. I did my research because when I saw him online, initially I saw Tygon and his litter when they were all 13 and she wasn't ready to, you know, let them go. I got her contact information and I was touch and go and I think I really pissed her off because she was like, you're kind of flaky. I mean, she didn't say that, but I could tell that she was sort of feeling that. I was just trying to be respectful to her and to make sure the animal, if I was going to go through and adopt uh, Tygon or one of his siblings, that it was the right fit for me. Because looking up all the different stories about how people will go and pay all this exorbitant amounts of money for these animals just to get rid of them. There's a guy uh, I met at the dog park a couple days ago. He said he got his husky for free. She was literally a designer husky. She's got the best type of fur. She's got the right type of build. She's beautiful, super soft coat. And he's like, oh no, I don't groom her at all. Her coat is just naturally that soft. And she uh, has seasonal shedding where she doesn't shed 24-7. And so someone paid like four grand for this dog and during the pandemic as a puppy and realized that they couldn't take care of her. And he said he got her for free. Like he didn't even have to do pay a rehoming fee. He got a designer Husky for free. And it's one of those things where paying all this much money, thinking that this dog is going to be exactly what you want it to be. You may be better suited for a lab. You may be better suited for a King Cavalier instead of a Husky or a German Shepherd. Some of these dogs have a worker's mentality where they have to be constantly entertained. And that's something that I had to work on with Tygon because he became a very destructive chewer. Um, I had to give him, um, water buffalo horns, uh, deer antlers, um, pork femurs and things like that to occupy his chewing and I had to give him all these things at the same time to give him a variety of things to chew on. I got him uh, rubber toys to chew on. I got him stuffed animals to chew on and even then he would get bored. I literally had to turn uh, my bookshelf around and make sure the bookshelf was facing the wall so that way he would stop pulling books off. He would literally pull a book off and just rip it to shreds just because he wouldn't eat it. He'd just rip it up because he wanted to. He was teething and then he would take um, remotes for the television and he would rip those up as well. And I, I get it. I understand. You know, he's a, he's a puppy. He's bored and things like that. That's something that I had to understand and cope with and learn to deal with. Instead of getting mad at him and saying, bad dog, I had to figure out why he was doing it and how to fix it. And the and I fixed the behavior. He doesn't do that. He has to be walked every day or taken to the dog park three or four times a week. If you can't commit to something like that, you shouldn't get a dog that's hyperactive. If you want a lap dog, get a lap dog. Tygon is not an affectionate dog. Like I will try and lay next to him. He'll look at me like I'm fucking crazy. And he'll get up and he'll walk to the opposite corner of the room. And then he'll lay down over there. He doesn't want people laying on him. He doesn't want people around him. When he lays down, leave him alone. I've learned that. Uh, you have to make sure he's got a big enough kennel with a bunch of stuff. And you have to make sure if he has a backyard that it's large enough. Because certain dogs will dig and they'll try and expand their territory. And uh, Anatolian Shepherds uh, and Great Pyrenees ex as well, they are used to guarding 
uh, flocks and herds of sheep and cattle and things like that. So they're wandering around a very large territory and they usually wander around in packs of four or five because they were used to guard uh, against wolves and bears in, uh, I don't know if it's Anatolia, wherever the Anatolian I know it's like the Turkish version of the German Shepherd, wherever that is. And then you have the Great Pyrenees and the Pyrenees Mountains in France. And so you have all these different things that you have to consider when you are picking your particular breed. And a lot of people don't. There are more instances that I can think of that I've seen that people are getting these animals just because. And then you have a parasitic, and I say parasitic because... I don't agree with breeding. All the animals that are currently being euthanized every day, you have people that will say, hey, have you ever thought about breeding your dog? No. Why would I? He's like, oh, he's so beautiful. Yes, thank you very much, but I'm not going to do that when there are dogs just like him who need to be rehomed. They're like, well, well, did you get him from a kennel? No, I got him. His circumstances were very different and they were very special and unique. He was uh, born when, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been born, but his mother shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Granted, uh, the owners of the Great Pyrenees, his mother, probably should have gotten her fixed, but that that was their decision they didn't want to they lived out in an area where they didn't believe that they would have to worry about that and then she ended up getting pregnant oh well but that is how i got him he was in essence a rescue considering these people didn't know what to do with all these puppies and so i ended up taking him and i refused to let him father other animals just because first they can but because i don't believe that he should there are too many animals that need a home now why would i go and do that and you've got people at the dog park who literally will bring their fucking unspayed females there to attract unneutered males and this happened a couple days ago so i've been to the dog park i think four times this week and there was an unneutered husky and then there was an unspayed um what's it called Australian Shepherd this Australian Shepherd was presenting herself to all the unneutered males and Tygon was walking around sniffing doing his poop dance when she came up to him and his attention completely changed he went from having to go to the bathroom to I've got a fuck and I'm like is your dog fixed and she's like no she had her heat uh, last month though I'm like I, I, I don't have a female dog but if she had her heat a month ago, wouldn't that technically mean she's in heat now? And he he just was trying to fuck. And the the the, wor- the bad part is she was receptive to it. Like she kept coming around him, and so I had to put him on his leash. And even though I was doing that, she kept coming around. Well, when this male husky showed up, who was unneutered, all it, it created a huge problem. Like I said before, Tygon is not the aggressive one it's when another dog gets into the mix that he'll get aggressive and so this male husky smelled a female and he got close to her but the owner shooed her shooed him away for whatever reason i don't know why she wouldn't shoo uh my dog away she shooed the husky away and the husky came close to us and 
it's like he locked eyes with Tygon and he got closer, Tygon growled, and the husky was like, nah, I'm just gonna walk closer to you. And so that is a sign of uh, aggression. And people are like, well, your dog growled first. And I'm like, yes, I understand that, but let's equate this to human behavior. Say someone's mean mugging you, right? And they get in your face. Are you going to just look at them and let them get close? Or are you going to say, yo, back up? That's essentially what a growl is when a dog walks up to another dog and another dog growls. It's like them saying, yo, no, you're getting too close, man. You're too close. And if the other dog refuses, that's when the fight happens. And that's exactly what happened. But with Tygon, he flipped the husky on his back and uh, not on his back, on his stomach and had him pinned down. And he was Tygon was on top of him because Tygon's taller and was growling, you know, like saying, hey, knock it off. And the husky was not having that. He squirmed out and he got up on all fours. And that's when the actual like fight fight happened. I pulled Tygon away to the point where I ripped his harness a little bit. I mean, it's still intact, but it's it's ripped and the other husky was just circling us and I'm like yo whose dog is this and the owner comes running up like oh no I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm like yeah thank you no you're fine it's just we gotta separate them because with the uh, female here it's not gonna work and so the lady eventually left but the bad blood continued so I let Tygon off his lease again so I went to the uh, north I guess eastern no northwestern uh side of the fence and the other dog uh the husky was by the uh water so that's going to be like in the southwest or i'm sorry southeast so we were at opposite sides of the dog park well there were uh, a couple of dogs that came in and tygon knows them so he starts playing around walking around with them and then the husky comes up and they sort of meet in the middle and uh, like clockwork tygon gets stiff he looks at the husky, the husky looks at him, Tygon growls, the husky gets in too close, starts another fight. And so I'm like, okay, well, I think it's time for us to, you know, head out. He's like, no, it's fine. I know we're just going to go over here. He put his dog on his leash. I put Tygon on mine and I sat with him. He was agitated again. And I was like, it's fine. Come on, calm down. And all of his furry uh, four-legged friends came around. And they were playing with him while he was still on his leash and he was fine. But then the other guy, I thought he was leaving. He let his dog off the leash. And of course he's going to come right back and again, starts another fight. So I was like, you know what? This isn't worth it. And so I start taking him We're walking in circles. I have him on his leash and we're just, you know, walking, walking, walking. And he finally puts his dog on his leash and I'm like, okay, let's go over here. Let's calm down. Because as much as I wanted to leave, I knew that Tygon needed the exercise. And I know Ty- knew Tygon didn't want to leave because when I say Tygon let's go, and when he's ready to go, he, he was like, okay, he'll beat me to the gate. But when it's like, come on, let's go, and he starts whining and he's looking at all his friends, I, I took him over to the gate and we were just pacing up and down the uh, northernmost fence where the small dog park and the large dog park meet. And totally fine totally okay i let him off his lease and we stay in this area and we're just walking up and down back and forth and some of his other uh doggy friends come over and they're playing and everything's fine 
And that's that's pretty much how the night went. The guy eventually um, let his dog off the leash, and he came over, and I was like, Tygon, let's go. Let's walk this way. Tygon stopped, and you know, he was started walking slower. He started looking at the husky, and I'm like, no, Tygon, let's go. Leave it, leave it, leave it. And he did. He left it alone. And I'm like, good. And eventually, I, I talked to the other guy, and I was like, hey, do you mind putting your dog on the leash? I'll put mine on um, the leash, and I let's get them closer so that they know. Because the behavior that Tygon was exhibiting is the same behavior he exhibited when I uh, left him with my brother for a couple of months because he's got three dogs that are unneutered. Um, two of them were fine. It's the uh, large um, uh, retriever that he didn't get along with and they they were fighting like right off the bat because they were both trying to figure out who was in charge eventually um even though tygon was younger he was bigger um the, the the retriever was like you know what you can be in charge but they had to figure that out on their own i told him you know bring your husky i'll bring mine Let's get them close enough that they realize, you know, they're just dogs, that everything's fine. So I pet his husky, but he didn't want to pet Tygon. That's fine. Uh, I pet his husky, and I was like, Tygon, it's fine. The husky's hair started standing up. Tygon started growling, and I was like, this is, you know, I guess not going to work. But I'm thank you for trying. And he was like, okay, cool. And he ended up uh, leaving, and then I just stayed for the rest of the night and let Tygon cool off. But there are things that you have to do to make sure that everything is on the up and up, that everything is kosher. What I did was to make sure that their dog was safe, my dog was safe, and to make sure nothing bad was going to happen. And you can't be afraid to step in whenever your dog gets into an altercation. Now, when I say a dog fight, I don't mean like they're killing each other. I mean, there's a lot of pawing and snapping at one another, but there's no latching. Whenever a dog latches, that's when there's a problem. But Tygon has, from my understanding and from my point of view, I've never seen him latch on to another dog before. And usually what he'll do is he'll try to pin them to the ground, uh, which I actually looked up and that's something that Anatolians do. They, they, they fight by pinning to the ground. And so, um, he was trying to pin, uh, all the dogs to the ground. And once that happened, he would growl at them. And it's kind of like a, have you seen the lion? If you've seen the lion King where, um, you have, what's her name? Nala pinning Simba. That's what they were, that's what he was trying to do, like pin them and like ground, like you're saying it's pretty much over, submit. Uh, and it's like a sub submission match. He's like, you're going to submit to me. Uh, but he would never latch on at that point. And that's something that I am proud of, uh, knowing that he's not actively trying to hurt another animal. He's trying to just be dominant and show dominance. But there are other dogs uh, there that are just out there just to hurt other dogs. Anyway. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. It's going on uh, 43 minutes now, but I would like to say if you are a person considering getting a dog, please consider going out and getting a dog from a shelter first. Second of all, do your research before. Third of all, shop around. Don't go 
thinking that, oh, I want a Husky, oh, I want a Pitbull, oh, I want a Rottweiler, oh, I want a German Shepherd. Do your research and make sure the dog you're getting is the one that you can take care of, the one that you can give the right amount of attention. Because there are certain dogs, like a Mastiff, that is much more low maintenance and can survive in a smaller apartment versus a German Shepherd that needs the space to run around. So make sure you find the uh, dog with the right energy level. There's plenty of websites that you can go and look at and determine if the temperament of the animal that you want is the what you can handle. And it's, it's not, you don't have to be afraid or ashamed to say, you know what, I can't handle this because I really wanted a Dalmatian and I looked up that Dalmatians are, are first on um, the the top 10 most dangerous dog list in the United States. And second of all, extremely high maintenance. They're hunting dog birds that require a lot of work. And if you get a male, males are very, very animal aggressive. Of course, this is just the stereotype and generalizations about this particular breed, but that's not something that I wanted to deal with in particular. So I avoided the Dalmatians. I also grew up with Chow Chows, and I didn't realize that Chow Chows were also on the list of the top 10 most dangerous dogs in the United States. So I didn't get a Chow Chow. So anyway, do your research, find out if it's the right dog for you, and give them the love that they need. Don't just try to take the love that you want. Don't try to force the relationship. Give it time because just like with a regular relationship, you're going to want to make sure the dog is the right for you. All right? Peace out for now. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Ciao.